Hey you, welcome to the Even in Weight Loss podcast with Sherry Capilla. I'm so excited that you are here. Hey you, welcome to the podcast. Girl, are you in for a treat? Because I am about to share with you a podcast interview that I did with a client of mine named Sherry Wilbur. Oh, if you are somebody who weight loss isn't happening fast enough, or maybe you have endometriosis, or you have PCOS, or maybe you lost a baby while you were giving birth, this woman that you're about to speak with has positioned herself through obedience and through God's grace to be used by God. And how I know this is because this interview is a way that God used her. He prepared all of everything along the way, every bit of suffering that she has gone through, type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, you name it. He has prepared her so that her testimony would be so powerful and so great that it could reach the unreachable woman, the woman who thinks that God can't help her lose weight. If you are struggling right now and you're having a hard time understanding what is going on in your life, if you're having a hard time trusting that God's timing is the way to trust for weight loss, then you need to listen to this episode. Not only did Sherry go through everything I just kind of mentioned, but she also lost the bulk of her weight while going through menopause, while her baby girl was graduating high school during COVID and being denied prom, denied, um, you know, graduating and all of the things, this testimony could change your life. Now it's a longer interview, but it was so good. Like the entire time that Sherry was sharing her testimony with me and talking about what God has done in her, through her, for all of us, for her, while she was sharing her testimony, I couldn't stop it. I couldn't stop the podcast. I'm like, this podcast is going to be as long as God needs it. This particular episode I know is going to change somebody's life. So if you are struggling, if you're having a hard time on your weight loss journey, maybe you've gone through the seekers method once or twice and you've not lost the weight you thought you should have lost. This episode is for you. My prayer is that by the time you are done being introduced and you get to know my friend, Sherry Wilbur, you will leave this episode, a changed woman who has hope, who is feeling the encouragement in the spirit is somebody who realizes that she can do all things. She can even meal prep. <laughs> I love it. Sherry is just, she there's nothing that she holds back. She shares everything about her journey. So prepare for your blessing as you get an opportunity to meet my dear friend, Sherry Wilbur. Hi, my name is Landon. This episode of My Mommy's Podcast is sponsored by the Seekers Method for Weight Loss. It's the group coaching program that God gave to her to lose her weight. If you would like to join, go to SherryCapilla.com to get on the emailing list so you can sign up to the next time she opens enrollment meet, which is soon.
Okay, I need to get back to my Legos now. Now back to the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I am super excited to introduce you to one of my favorite seekers. Her name is Sherry Wilbur, and she is going to share her testimony with us today. Um, I, I remember seeing Sherry a couple of weeks ago. We live near one another, and I remember seeing her in church one morning. Sherry, I don't know if you know this, but I remember seeing her in church one morning, and I looked over at her, and then I almost pulled my neck out of whack because <laughs> I looked back again and I was like, look at her. So Sherry, oh, Wilbur, Sherry Wilbur, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Welcome everybody. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. And so I am so excited for my listening audience to get to know you. Um, your transformation is evident. You are clearly physically unrecognizable on the outside. You were always <laughs> beautiful, but I mean, the transformation, everything that has been happening to you internally is visibly, you know, it, it's visible. I can see your internal transformation externally. And I just want you to know, I'm so, so proud of you and excited for you, but I would love it if you could tell us a little bit about you, you know, a little bit about, you know, what you, maybe what you do, your marital status, if you would, how old you are, you, you know, kids, career, all the things. Tell us about you. Oh, sure. Um, but I just have to say that after that church service, you messaged me and you said, God looks good on you. Oh, yes. And that touched, that touched my heart. It made me oh. cry. I was like, wow, wow. What is, what a great message I got oh. that morning, but oh, that's beautiful. okay. I'll share a little bit about you, about myself. Um, I'm um, 54. Uh, I have uh, five children. Um, I have Mackenzie, Colton, Casey, Sheridan, and Dawson. Mm -hmm. And uh, four of my children are here with me, and one is waiting for me in heaven. Yes, um, three of my the four children that are here are my bi biological children, and one is is a child that God blessed me to raise from you know, when she was 11 years old, mm. um, she, and she's still very important part of our life. Um, and then, um, Dawson, um, it was Sheridan, my youngest daughter's twin, and he passed away right after uh, they were born. Mm. So we, you know, have blessed assurance that we'll be with him one day. Um, mm. I'm married, been for 25 years. Um, my husband is Don. And um, I, I was born again in 1996 uh, with a little prodding from him. Uh, he did not. Um, he was basically telling me that um, what I thought was I was doing, you know, by works wasn't going to get me anywhere. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so it was, praise God that he, you know, planted those seeds and I became a Christian. Well, what I call a born again Christian in 1996. Um, I was in HR, uh, human resources for 25 years that was my career and then um and then suddenly um four years ago I lost my job and that was a real wake-up call I didn't see that coming I was kind of blindsided and um made me reflect on myself you know my career what I was doing where I was going what I wanted in life yeah and um yeah yeah I came to you <laughs> came to you Sherry yeah, um rude. so um so yeah, that's, that's who I am. That's my background. Um, the reason why I sought out, uh, the seekers method was I had tried so many things 
for so many years, every diet, everything you could possibly try and nothing worked. When I was young, I, I would, um, exercise was my go-to and that worked until literally until after, uh, the babies were born. And then all of a sudden my body changed. Yeah, and, isn't that crazy? Um, like how, what used to oh, work stopped working. Yeah. Like, like I would, you know, nothing, like nothing worked. I could, I could, you know, run three miles a day and my, my body. And I didn't, I didn't understand it or, or know what was happening to fix it. Mm-hmm. So yes. I was going to my doctors and they were, you know, and they would just, they would just slap a pill. They would just give me another yeah. pill or they even gave me diet pills. You know, I mean, all of those things that just don't work, Yeah. but it appeased me at the time and it got me through, um, through what I was going through, but gosh, it was 2019. I think when I joined the it seekers, was. um, method, because I saw you and I was like, Oh my gosh, look at her, the transformation. Oh. And I had respected you. I I had known you when you were in another previous career. And yeah. so I, I thought I, I whatever, sh- I trusted you. So oh. I wanted to see what it was all about. And yeah. that's how I, that's how I came to, um, to join. Gosh, I remember that. I remember that mm-hmm. because I remember, you know, and each of us has our own journey, but I remember when you joined the seekers method, I'm like, that girl does not, she does not need to lose weight. <laughs> oh gosh. I remember thinking, <laughs> you know, I, I, I can relate to that because though neither one of us had, you know, 400 pounds to lose. I mean, it, the struggle is still the same. It doesn't matter yeah, because yeah. whether you lose a hundred pounds or you lose the same 10 pounds, 10 times, you're still struggling in your weight loss journey, not to mention the way it affects you and affects your life. Yeah, and what I noticed was that it would, it would come back. I would lose 10 pounds and whatever I was doing, mm-hmm. I would gain 20 Yeah, back. Like once I, once I stopped doing whatever fad diet I was doing, then I, I would, I, it would, it would come back twofold. I mean, it, it just, I, I had ended up going, I think from 2000, let's see, I started working at Crystal, I think in 2005, I, I think I put on 50, 40 pounds maybe, mm-hmm. um, in, in a 10 year period. Yeah. Easy. Easy. Yeah, easy. And we're, we're told that as we age, it's kind of just to be expected and perimenopause and menopause, you know, we just kind of roll with it when the reality is, is I don't think it's necessarily necessarily that we have to do it. It's just the way that our food supply is. Uh, absolutely. Everything that's, well, you know, going, I was in perimenopause. I, I started that early and I had um, endometriosis and PCOS. So I didn't even wow. even thought I could have my children. I lost yeah. my ovaries when I was 20, my one left ovary when I was 22. Um, so, so I always had hormone issues. And I think that, you know, going through fertility treatments to have my children, and injecting all of those hormones into my body, I think it really put myself into a, a tailspin so that when I was trying to come out from that journey, that season of childbirth and having the kids and doing whatever mm-hmm. I could do to get, um, to have them, um, my, my body just had, you know, it was just a walking hormone. <laughs> and then, yes. and then all of a sudden perimenopause slips in and it was never, I never had a, so anybody that has PCOS or endometriosis, I can completely relate. It is, it is a, such a real struggle that, um, and you think you're going crazy. You think you're, yes. you know, you really and, do. And, Cause and, it feels mid- crazy. You, 
if you feel crazy and your and your midsection is just blowing up like it was my weight gain was mostly primarily around my stomach and my waist Mm -hmm. and um so so going through that menopause it's and then they're not sleeping I turned Mm -hmm. into a person I didn't even recognize yeah you know I literally would schedule my 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 day late like you know I would I would try to schedule everything as late as possible uh, once I started in real estate, because I didn't know what the night was going to bring me, you know, I didn't know. And um, so it wasn't until I, but I still, at 2019, I started the TSM. Yep. And then I, um, I, the first, my first session, it was, it was amazing because it really, it really drew me in. I was like, it, it, I wanted to learn everything. I was looking at every um, video, you know, doing the vision boards, doing the journaling. I was, it was a learning curve for me. And I was really trying to focus on that, which, which helped me. I didn't, you know, I didn't necessarily, cause I was still going through menopause. I was still not sleeping. I was still, so I didn't lose that much weight then. I think it was only seven pounds, maybe 10 yeah. pounds, but, but the learning curve was there. And so yeah. then once I had that basis um, it helped, it helped tremendously because the next phase, the next sex- session was easier for me to fall into place. It yeah. took me a couple of times, you know, I was just, it was just, you know, with, with the kids and, and all the things that were going yeah. on and then COVID hit. And, you know, I had a daughter that was graduate that didn't get to graduate. She didn't get to go to prom. She didn't get to do, you know, so she was depressed. I was worried about her, but it was during that time where I, so Gosh, I'm jumping all over the place and I apologize. You're but fine. I'm following you. <laughs> it wasn't until the last, um, it wasn't until 2020 that I really grasped the intermittent fasting. Mm. So I'll throw that in there. And I started doing that and I still do that. But it was during that time frame where I was trying to go a little bit longer, a little push myself a little bit harder mm. that um, I did a 24 hour fast. Oh. And um, it it was that time that changed my life because the it was I can't explain it if you've been there you know you just know but the clarity the Holy Spirit was talking to me that he said she said he said the Holy Spirit said to me I you need to do something before you're 58 you need to go to the and you need to go to the doctor and get your get your heart your blood pressure checked he told he was clear to me in that Mm -hmm. moment so I did, and my blood pressure was even though I was losing weight, my blood pressure was through the roof, and mm-hmm. so I I kicked it into a double I kicked it into double drive, and that's when I doubled down on on I mean the meal planning was it was I was strict with it, the fasting mm-hmm. was I was strict with it, and and once I once I had that moment that clarifying moment while fasting I sought that out like mm-hmm. I longed for that time with God. And so when you're, when you're not just, when you're not, you're just not intermittent fast, intermittent fasting for um, your weight loss, mm-hmm. you're doing it because you Life want gain. to seek God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You it want changes. it. It changes everything. And I love that you shared how at first you only lost a few pounds, but you learned a mm-hmm. lot because you start to see that we have a lot to learn. And it's almost like before 
I say this all the time, before you can become physically unrecognizable with weight loss, you have to become recognizable inside with spiritual life gain. Like you have mm-hmm. to really start to be awakened before God will start to bless you physically. You have to develop those spiritual disciplines in the way that you are doing in order to have those physical blessings. And I love that you had that clarity on that 24 hour fast. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, and I, and now once you experience that, you want it, yeah. you know, you want it. Like I, uh, so, so when I'm fasting, so, so now I continue, I fast, I try to fast every day and, and, and I try not to eat anything until like around noon. Mm-hmm. And then I have one day a week where I don't, I, I, tr- I go, try to go as long as I possibly can. And, um, you know, realistically with kids and dogs and everything I do, I, I really try to go as long as I can, but there are, there are those, uh, those days where I am just fasting to seek God and I'm praying. So there's, there's a difference in my intermittent fasting daily for weight loss because I'm really, so I'm not, I'm not in active prayer. I pray in the morning, I get up, I do my, my, I walk the dogs, I do all my morning routines and and I'm fasting right for, for weight loss. But when I am fasting for God, I am in prayer. Yep. And And, here's here's um, where the, here's where fasting for weight loss supports fasting for God. It's because then you are conditioning your body. You're no longer being mastered by it. And you create an environment where you can be strong in the spirit and seek God and pray and fast where you can't normally do that. If you're just eating a standard American diet and it really weakens you as as a Christian yeah. and the enemy knows that and he uses our food against us. But I love that you drew that distinction, you know, that there are yeah. times, yeah, mm-hmm. you're still looking for weight loss, but it's not just weight loss because you want to look beautiful and everybody to compliment you. It's weight loss mm-hmm. because you want to be restored to do what you need to do for the longevity of the time that God has you here doing what he needs you to do. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, that's exactly it. And so before fasting, I pray and then I thank him, you know, in the, you know, before I eat my meal, I thank him for getting me through that fast. And then, um, but I'm also working during that time. So I don't want people to think that, you know, it, it's, you're, you're actually living life during those times, but there's those, there's these times and the longest, the longest fast I've gone is five days. And there's, and that was total prayer. That was because something was changing and something was happening in my life and I needed to be on my knees. I needed to be fasting and I needed to be prayer. It's not something that I go around telling people because it was between God and my husband and I, and we were doing it together, Mm -hmm. but there's a, there's a, there's a true distinction between that. But yet when I am fasting and in prayer for God, he is, he recognizes my daily fast and, and that I'm doing that to prepare myself for him. He recognizes that he, I, I feel it. You know, because I couldn't do those longer fasts if I wasn't in giving it to him. It's such a powerful position of humility. It's where it's where you Mm -hmm. really are humbling yourself and God exalts us in that humility. Like God, God sees our hearts in those moments and he sees how we how we thirst and hunger for more of him. And we'll do, we will put ourselves in a position of suffering in order for him to refine us and make us more Christ-like, which is his goal. Amen. And you know, it's interesting before, um, before I went on, on this journey with you, I 
you know, it's in the Bible about fasting all over the place, yes. Sherry, all over the place. Yeah. And yet I did not reckon, uh, yeah, I prayed, but I never, like, did I just, like, divert my eyes over the fasting and prayer part? I mean, because it's everywhere. Yes. It's everywhere. And then all of a sudden I had this light bulb moment when you were, when you first talked about intermittent fasting. I'm like, you know, I have heard about that in the Bible, but how does yeah. that, how's that, what, what am I supposed to do with that? That's something that the apostles did, right? Yeah, or that's something exactly. David did. Yeah, and it's no, it's tr- it's something we're supposed to do. Yeah, and yeah, when you first talked about that, I thought, okay, she's going off the deep end now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, everybody thinks that. Yeah, <laughs> but it's the most powerful tool that I've ever learned. It mm-hmm. it it's it's so healing, and and it, and and then when you see your your prayers, and it obviously it's in God's time, but it just even brings you to your knees more because you know god recognizes your obedience he recognized what you know what you did and you, he answered your prayer. And where your heart is and i love that you yeah. are even talking about in his timing because yeah sure you start the seekers method and you think after 90 days i should have lost more than seven pounds but what we don't realize is god is doing something here and if you're going to trust him mm-hmm. that means trusting the calendar or not trusting the calendar not trusting the scale but trusting god and knowing that his ways and his timing are his they're not necessarily ours and so that means you have to to trust implicitly like there is no just partial right. trusting i think that's how the enemy fit yeah. we set ourselves up for failure because we think oh i've been doing this for six weeks and or 90 yeah. days and nothing's worked i'm, I'm done i'm gonna eat, yeah. i'm gonna eat this cake i'm gonna go but that's exactly what the enemy wants us to do exactly yet if we're if we stay in it and 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 the holy spirit will guide us the entire way now my blood pressure was i had 190 over 100 my i my blood pressure is completely healthy i'm on, on no medication they'd even put me on metformin at one point for type 2 diabetes wow and it's um you know and my doctors all say look at me and they're like oh what did you do <laughs> oh you mean, like god did it <laughs> god, i'm yeah. like it's not me it's all god it's all god and that's what i tell everybody and, and if you want to hear about my journey, I'd be welcome to share it with you, but it's going to be a, it's going to be a, um, talk about becoming a Christian, you know, that's where that's, that's what it's about. And truly becoming a Christian, a Christian who lives in the world, but not a Christian who's of this world. Like you don't have to, I mean, so many of us don't see how we create our own victimhood, how we are like stuck in a house of bondage where God is saying, you're free. All of my promises apply to you, even in weight loss, but you have to get up and you have to do your part. God's going to do his part. You have to do yours. And this is exactly what you're showing us that, you know, you you started oh, wow. to the hard part that you knew you had to do. That's and so it, powerful because yeah. in this, in this, in our country, think about that. If we had applied these TSM principles to everything <laughs> right now, think about that. I mean, our whole country is, it, it's everything, yep. you know, that Everybody's, they feel victim. 
Yep. They're entitled and they're victims and they're just waiting for the handout. And God is saying, no, Mm -hmm. if you want to get well, you need to pick up your mat and walk. And so what I see happening all the time, even with myself was, you know, I was sitting on my mat. I wanted to get well, but I wasn't willing to get off of my fat mat of excuses. And I would just sit there Mm -hmm. and all of my excuses were the reasons why I couldn't lose weight. Well, I can't lose weight because I'm stressed. And therefore when I'm stressed, I have to drink wine. When I'm stressed, I have to Mm -hmm. eat various chips and salsa. When the reality is, is God's like, you don't have to do any of that. You can do it in your, you can struggle and not do it well in your flesh, or you can receive my gift of grace and do what you supernaturally couldn't do before because I'm here with you. And so many of us just, you know, we sit there waiting for God to pick us up, make us feel like doing the thing we need to do. Right. With blinders on, with blinders on to the enemy. Who's also trying to stop us. He's trying to sabotage us. He's trying to sabotage us. You're so right. So what would you say was the hardest part and maybe the easiest part since becoming a seeker? Um, well, let's see, let me think about that. It's not, I mean, none of it is easy. It just, it, it, I guess what, the hardest part is breaking your habits mm-hmm. and, and, and waking up and making sure that you're doing this daily, waking up. Mm-hmm. First thing you do is pray for, because think about here, here's what's the hard part is the, the noticeable difference in my day and my interactions and my, and my eating habits on a day that I don't wake up and pray first. When I don't wake up and give it to God first, mm-hmm. my mind I can't, I'm sure you understand it, but my brain feels like it's a little bit programmed differently that day. Like I just don't make the decisions that I would do if I wasn't being, uh, wasn't doing it in grace and, and, and with the Holy Spirit guiding me. So, and there are days like that, that you just, all of a sudden you jump out of bed and, and there's chaos or there's something's going on or, or, you know, I get a call that my daughter's got a flat tire and I'm, I'm, my whole routine's off and I'm out the door trying to, and I can. I can sense, feel, so it's recognizing that because when I first started this journey, there'd be days, Sherry, where I wouldn't do that because it wasn't nor- it wasn't my norm. It wasn't my yeah. routine. There were days, and then when I would look back after four days, I was like, I didn't even read my Bible. I didn't, yeah. and I'm wondering why my day is so bad, yeah. or I wonder why I made so many mistakes. I wasn't in the Word, and then so so telling yourself and making yourself and that's where I think the seekers method has such an amazing um, tool is that it's every morning it's it's reminding you it's every morning reminding you it's getting you in that habit where you're when you're making your coffee you're thinking about it when you're you know when you're walking your dogs you're thinking about it and that's so critical um, to to Christian living is being in the word and and it, 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 this is presenting the word to you right on your you know on your computer or your phone Mm -hmm. um hardest part i think was for me was meal planning because yeah it's a that's hard when you have all these people because i'm not just preparing my meals i'm preparing their meals yeah and so um but when so so when sheridan went off to college it was just um my husband my son and i Mm -hmm. and that was a little bit easier because um, it was just the three of us, but when, when all of us were home and I was trying to meal plan and, and also feed a lot of people, <laughs> yeah. it was hard for me not to want to eat what they were eating. That yeah. was, that was, I was, and, and, and I don't know, I'm not, 
I am not a cook. I am not good at this stuff. So like when I try to make broccoli pizza, this stuff, <laughs> I, would try, I was like, oh, this is an epic fail. <laughs> yeah. Um. So it was the food preparation and planning that I got over. But then when I realized it could be simple, yes. like my, you know, I, I make my chicken and broccoli or asparagus bowls or mm-hmm. um, that's my easiest go-to or I would make um um the uh what are they called like the little lasagna bowl, bowls without the noodles yeah um so you know, like cheese and 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 some tomato and, and some yeah. basil and yeah and so those were the easy you know go-to things and and those once I learned okay like before I, I guess what I'm saying is before uh it, it took me about a year before I actually started making that a, a true um, practice of meal planning. I would just go, okay, I can wing this. I can go with them wherever I'm at and I can eat whatever I have, but it's not reality because when I'm, um, you know, during certain seasons, I'm at a soft, my daughter plays softball for university of Akron. We are gone every weekend. Yeah. If I didn't meal plan, I'd take those to the hotel room with me. I was eating whatever was at that. that. I was trying to make it work. Yeah. You know, and so I was, so that, that was, I think the hardest part was the meal planning. But that, you know what, and that physical it shouldn't discipline, have been hard. it shouldn't have yes. been, but it was only hard at the beginning. Yeah, it was only hard in the beginning. Yes. You know, once you, I like, got, once I became. Yeah. Cause like you said, you just had to break bad habits. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. And then um, the easiest part was, you know, the Bible readings, because I did that. That was I, I that was who I was. So going into it, it wasn't something that I had to create a, a habit of doing. Um, but what I did notice with with TSM is where you can apply it to weight loss. That is amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. Right. Cause is, how, is, how many times do we ever do that? Yeah. I mean, that's one of those, that, uh, you know, that's just a gift from God where, you know, he can show us the scripture and we have to say, okay, Romans 12, two says, do not conform to the pattern of the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And all you have to say mm-hmm. is even in weight loss, I can take this <laughs> asparagus and chicken and broccoli with Praise me God, to yes. this baseball game. Like yes. I just have to renew my mind, pick up my fat mat, put it in the burn pile and start walking. Amen. Now, yes. It's it so really true. It just comes down to that. And you know, that's where I think that's what, that's what real faith is. That's what real faith is where we are able to see what God's word says, trust it, and then obey it. Because yes. so many yes. of us can read God's word and then want to trust it, but not trust it and then not obey it, you know? And that's what gets mm-hmm. us stuck in our, our fat pants. That's what gets us to a point of, you know, thinking that we can't lose weight and that we start trusting our reasons and our excuses more than anything. But that's, that's right. powerful. I love that you're sharing yeah. with us the real hard things. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, well, because the reality is, is if you pretend like that's not real, yeah, we're not going to help anybody else. No, you're not. And that it took you a year to, I mean, you don't have to be a chef. It took you a year to figure out that you don't have to have this Pinterest pretty dinner on the table all night while the kids are eating lasagna and you're eating, (laughs) you know, whatever you're eating that you can simplify it. A hundred percent. It like literally to, to go to the dollar store and get my little bowls that you, you know, that were four bucks and, Mm -hmm. and, and do this. And I'll tell you, it, it, 
my my youngest daughter came home from college this summer and she's been doing the meal planning with me. Oh, it's so healthy to start her off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, what would you, yes. tra- what would you have trade to have had that start off? You know what I mean? To be starting. Right. Off right. Prepping. Oh, right. Right. You know? From when, uh, from, yeah. When I was a kid. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. So she, she, they see the, they see the transformation mm-hmm. and, and wanted to be, you know, she came home from school and she's like, mom, I don't know what you're doing, but and I said, <laughs> well, it starts with meal planning. Yeah. And so she literally engaged in it, helped me, made them. It was, and then it was fun. Yeah. You know, it was really fun. Cause it's an opportunity for you to minister to your daughter through your outward expression of obedience. And you're also able mm-hmm. to teach how to cook and teach her how to plan and all of those things. So what would you say, what is, what have you learned about yourself since being a seeker? Is there any one thing that you could say you've learned about yourself? Well, so I I guess I'm an, I'm an a personality Mm -hmm. where I was always the fixer. I was always the person who I was HR business manager. I was the one dealing with union contracts. I was the fixer and, um, and, and, I, I guess what I really learned about myself was that I am God's the fixer. Oh, I love that. I knew you were going to say that. That is so powerful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I just don't, I I don't, it's none of it's me. I don't give myself any of the glory, even, even carrying over into real estate. Now, when, when I get uh, someone that I can work with and help find a home, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a blessing. It's from God. And if someone doesn't want to work with me because I am a Christian and into today's culture, it, that has truly happened. The first time it broke my heart. The second time I realized I was dodging a bullet, you know, and, and so I just have humbled myself. None of it is me. I don't give myself any of the glory. It's I used, and I used to, I, I was, you know, it was pride that got in the way. I used to, mm -hmm. And that it's, is it's that's not, the world. Well, I'm so sorry that somebody wouldn't want to work with you as a Christian. And I, I can relate to that, you know, being labeled a Christian mm-hmm. life coach, yes. um, you know, the people that come out, the evil that's, that's prevalent and, you know, in, in no short supply, that's for sure. Um, but also just recognizing how much everything you're doing physically and spiritually that people are paying attention to you, you know, I mean, your daughter Sheridan is noticing the transformation. And even when you get a client who, whether they know your faith or not, your faith becomes evident at some point usually. And, and when that happens is knowing that even though they might not be a Christian, they just might not be a Christian yet. And that might be right. Right. For God, for you. Like the first time I tell client, well, let's pray about this. Mm -hmm. And the response I get, I know sometimes it's like, oh, thank thank God you're a Christian or the other one. I was like, oh, this is really awkward. Mm -hmm. And then, and they're uncomfortable because it can be uncomfortable. And Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily ask them to pray with me right then. I'll just say, hey, I'll pray for you about this decision. And then just see where that leads because all I'm doing is planting a seed. And hopefully, hopefully it's not my job to see it, you know, harvest, but hopefully yeah, that's, the Holy Spirit's no, job. that's exactly what the Holy Spirit will do. You go in there and you plant the seed and the Holy Spirit comes in and does what he needs to do to waken them up and help them to be spiritually born again. 
And that's powerful. Right. That's just, I love that because that gives you an opportunity, especially as a real estate agent to really go out there and have a massive audience to be as your ministry. Like that's your ministry is every, every opportunity is an opportunity for you to go and do what God tells us to do, which is to make disciples. And you do that indirectly. I mean, and that, that comes through you because I know that I've had the opportunity to work with you in that capacity. And that comes out in your softness and in and, and your just eager mm-hmm. genuinely help versus, you know, you can be in other situations and you can see cutthroat and you can see how people only have, you know, mm-hmm. bottom line, best interests, as opposed to what is, what is God's will for you in this season? So that's definitely evident. So what do you feel looking back on your weight loss journey? what did you really kind of have to start and stop doing? I mean, I definitely see, you know, you kind of answered that with breaking bad habits, but when you look Mm -hmm. back, what did you really have to start and stop doing? I had to stop. I think I had to really stop thinking that or stop thinking that I could, I think I kind of answered this a little bit, but that I had any control of it. Um, uh, I mean, although it's hard to explain, I do have control of it. But as long as I'm living in grace, I have a part in it, right? And it's not just me. You have to have God on their journey. You have to. And everything that you do, it it just can't be, okay, I'm going to have God on Sunday. And I'm going to have him when I do this. And it's got to be every day. It's got to be a part of every. And I had to, uh, I had to give everything to in prayer because I didn't do that. I tried to make decisions on my own. Um. And then I, I think at home, I, I had to, like, it was a learning curve for, even for my kids because they're watching mom literally fast every day and pray. And like, at first they think that it, they never see me as, com- I don't know, committed's not the word. I don't know. Walking in the spirit the way that I've been, I guess, is the mm. word because I've, yeah. yeah that, that it's, it was, it was a change for them too. Um, and that's another life skill that we need to teach them mm -hmm. that, you know, weight loss is probably the only visible way to do it because they can see the results. Yeah. Yeah. And in every season, like, you know, like, okay, so I can't just be a Christian during, um, you know, the October to, to January when, when, you know, real estate's a little bit slower and no softball is Mm -hmm. being played. You know, that's when I have to double down and give more of my time in ministry and to helping others and walking. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a full commitment. And I, I want other people to, to realize that you can't just, this isn't a 90 day program. This is a life changing program and it, mm. it, you have to stay with it. You can't, you one you can't walk away. It won't work. Yeah, you know, it's, you, it's gotta be a continuous journey. It is because it's, you know, you might come here for weight loss, but you stay here for, for life gain. Mm -hmm. I really, I know Mm -hmm. that for me, you know, I, I saw, I stepped into seeking God and not a number on the scale because I wanted to lose late, lose weight. And then as I started pursuing and gave up the gym for him and did all of the things that I always talk about, as I started doing that, I started finding my life and stepping into power and stepping into truth and being able to attribute it to what God was doing in my life, not what I was doing in my life. And then as I just continued to seek him and pursue him, he blessed me. And I didn't even Mm -hmm. realize it was going to be a byproduct of it. 
I had no idea. Yeah. And yeah. so that's powerful. Yeah. Now, what would you, what would you say to a new seeker as she might step into joining the seekers method first for the first time? What would you, what advice would you have for her? I, if I could tell anybody, don't set yourself up for failure by having your expectations too high. Mm-hmm. Enjoy, embrace every, every, every day what you're learning and, and you're going to have setbacks and you're going to have seasons where there's going to be times where something happens where you're not going to be able to focus on it, but jump back in, don't walk away and continuously seek because, because there were, you know, I, it, this has been a three-year journey for me. Yeah. And, um, but I never stopped. Mm-hmm. And there was, there was times when I couldn't, you know, somebody was sick or I was sick or we were going through COVID and there was probably a week or two before I, or that I actually, you know, got back on, but then I would go, go back on and I would, and, and I would watch the videos or do the workshops and do whatever I needed to do. And, and, and don't, if you mess up, so most diets, I think people are on when they mess up or they had a bad weekend, they, they fall off the, it, and they don't come back on because it's not a, it's not a mind changing, um, God assisting program, right? Yeah. This one, God never let, he never leaves you. He's always yeah. there. So when you're, when you're falling off, he's still holding on. And yeah. so just jump back on the, on with him and don't just keep, keep going away. Don't beat yourself up because there's, you're in a season that, that, you know, a week where you can't do something or, or just don't, be yourself, be easy on yourself and recognize the sabotage from the enemy that he is going to try to pull you away. He's going to try to do everything he can. And and if you say not today, saying, you know, and get back on the, you, you know, you have, you know, you have the power of the blood to do that. You do You have power and authority in the name Mm -hmm. of Jesus. You're so right. Because that's exactly how we've been conditioned. And that's what we're trying to, you know, help women do is to stop conforming to the pattern of those conditions. And the conditions are when I have, when I've gone off the bandwagon, I've fallen off the bandwagon and I'm, you know, had a bender over the weekend and I did all these things. We just think we've blown it, but we haven't. Yeah. No, we we haven't. haven't. We just, we just need to stand back up and maybe re on ramp ourselves, go slutty and and go slow and steady and receive God's grace. Like you have to let God help you. And that's hard. Mm -hmm. Like you said, you're always a fixer. You're always a fixer and you had to let God fix you. Yeah. And you, and look at it, look at yourself and, and love yourself. And every, every step in the journey you're going to see transformations in your body. You're going to see changes. You're going to see hair loss. I did. You may not see any of that, but I, I experienced it. I was also going through menopause at the same time. But so I had to really step back and, and focus on myself and love myself for each step. You know, if I didn't have, you know, I had to go through menopause because that was a stage. That was a season where I could have my children and now God is changing my yes, season exactly. and I'm not going to hate it. I'm I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to exactly. embrace it. It's who I am. I'm going to, I'm going to embrace my, my um, C-section scar because that is, that was a, that is a, such a gift to me, you know, and I'm not, I'm not live up to anybody else's expectations. I'm just living up to God's expectations mm-hmm. and who he wants me to be. Oh, I love all of that. And I, you know, what's amazing right now is how you're giving a gift to the audience, even just talking about, you know, 
as a new person joins to manage their expectations, right? That is so huge, you know, because I actually got impressed upon my heart in the last few weeks that I needed to do a podcast like that to tell women, listen, your weight loss, even if you only need to lose 40 pounds, it could take you three years. And Mm -hmm. that's okay. Because so many of us, you know, we just take the bait of Satan hook, line and sinker from the world that says, oh, you know, you're watching an infomercial because you can't sleep in menopause at three o'clock in the morning on TV. Mm-hmm. And the infomercial says, you know, Sally lost 90 pounds or 60 pounds in 90 days by following this system. Yeah. And, you know, she had all the buy this pill. Yeah. Buy this pill, press the easy button, all the mm-hmm. things. And the reality is, is you know, you might do that, but at what cost, you know, you might get there and be like, you know, what, what Sherry and I started talking out at the beginning, you can lose that 10 pounds, that hundred pounds, whatever it is. And then once you're off that diet, you go back to eating the way you used to eat and you found it again, you know, and, and then some, and then some. some. And so I don't Mm -hmm. know about you, but I suspect we're very similar in that God has strengthened us. So that way through our wilderness, our three-year wilderness journey, we have, we're, we're starting to see the light of the promised land. And as we arrive, not only is it, you just gave me God bumps. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. But as we see the promised land, not only do we realize that we've been made stronger, but we realize that we had to be made stronger because once we arrive, we have to be void of sin in order to reside in the promised land for God to be there with us. This oh, that's beautiful. It's so know, true. And, and it's exactly what the Bible tells us, you know, when he sent the Israelites out and when he sent Joshua and everybody, it was to rid the land of sin. Our weight loss journey is no different. The land has to mm-hmm. be rid of sin. If God is going to be on the land with us. And if he, and he's here, He's there, but you Mm -hmm. have to do the hard things in order to be refined and made stronger so that you're equipped to stay in the promised land with God. That's just powerful. That is, that is so, he's just powerful. So what advice, because girl, I could talk to you for days. It's only become obvious, (laughs) but what advice would you give your future self for those hard days? What advice would you like to give yourself? Um. I think I still struggle with um, self-sabotage, like uh, blaming myself, like thinking that I'm weak or, you know, like disappointed that I had a piece of cake and I just want, I just, I, I, my future self says, just don't worry about the small stuff. Yeah. Just give God the glory. You know, there's going to be times where you can indulge. And, um, I never feel good after I do that. So that, (laughs) so I try to avoid it, but there's going to be times when I, I, when you do, and just don't beat yourself up over it. Just keep faithful to your journey. And that is my, that is my daily challenge is that I just can't beat myself up over life or, or, and, and there are going to be times in life when something bad is going to happen. It's just inevitable. And I still have to be focused on God and what has happened. I saw when I lost my son, what it did to me. I can never let that happen again. You know, I can never let myself, you know, um, go, you know, it, I mean, it, don't get me wrong. It'll, those are terrible, terrible things that happen to us in life, but we will get through it. 
we will get through it. It says in the Bible, he will remove that pain. The sting will not be as strong. Mm -hmm. And so, and that is in everything, right? That's in a job loss. That's in a, you know, a family member loss. That's in marriage loss. That's in all of those things. And we need to remember that God will protect us. He will, he will take that sting away. And even in that moment, when it seems like the world is falling apart, tomorrow's a new day and he's, does not fail us. He's with us always. Every single day. Mm -hmm. I want to, I want to circle back to something you said, you know, about the whole self-sabotage and, um, you know, disappointed in yourself because you had a piece of cake. And I just want to encourage your future self, your future heart with this particular area, because God impressed upon my heart when I was reading the book of Joshua and Joshua was going into battle. And as Joshua was leading the Israelites, you know, he kept telling them, you know, we're going into battle. This is what we're going to do. We are to take no plunder. We're not to, you know, go in and take the gold and the silver and bring it back to us. We're just to go in and obey what God has told Mm -hmm. us to do. And that's to slaughter the people. Unfortunately, it sounds so morbid, but to slaughter Mm -hmm. the people because God gave us the goal of ridding the world of sin. And so they would go in and do it. And then something would happen where all of a sudden some tragedy would happen in the camp with the Israelites and God would say, somebody took the plunder. I told them not to do it. They disobeyed and they Mm. took the plunder. And then there would be, you know, they would repent and they would fast and pray and all these things, but then they would go into battle again. And this time God would say to them, now this time you can take the plunder. And so what I want to encourage your future self with is there will be times where God will say to you, Sherry, when you're going to the birthday party, because you came to me and said, God, can I have the cake? He's going to say, you you can take the plunder, you know? Oh, that's that's awesome. It's so powerful because there will be days where that cake is bad. Not that it's bad, you know, necessarily it's not the best thing for you, but Mm -hmm. we can still eat it and whatever but the timing of it could be bad. Whereas there, mm-hmm. you know, and God knows the timing that you need. Whereas another time he might say, it's okay to have it because the timing is right. And so just for your future self, when you're thinking of self-sabotage, the enemy wants you defeated and condemning yourself. Whereas God wants to say to you, seek me first above all things. And it's all my timing, my plan and my will. And when you seek that, th- then you can't be led astray. Absolutely. And there will be times where God will say, eat the cake. Do you know how many times I've read that and never, never pulled that from it? That isn't the Bible amazing? It is. Because that's so true. Yeah. Cake is my plunder. Yes. Yeah. And there are times where God's saying, leave the plunder and take the plunder, the plunder. Oh, that's You know, you'll never know unless you're in a relationship like you are, where you hear God's voice and where, you know, 90 Mm -hmm. or 80% of the time you're plunder free, but then there's going to be a time Mm -hmm. where God's saying, yeah, take it, take the plunder. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and there's also times in our lives when, you know, when God sent Elijah um, to the brook and Mm -hmm. said, you know, I will provide for you. And he had to rely on the brook, not drying up because there was in a three-year drought, but also the ravens who are something I never even realized the ravens are, are, are selfish birds. They're never mm-hmm. going to share their food mm-hmm. with you, but they shared it with Elijah. But there's times in our lives when we're going to have to be at the brook and we're going to have to sit there and reflect mm-hmm. on knowing God being still and knowing that I am God reflecting on God's provisions for you and, mm-hmm. and not look at it like, Oh, I, I, you know, I'm by myself during, through this journey. Mm-hmm. We have a whole group of women that are helping us. 
And if we're by the brook and we and, and we're reflecting on our lives and wh- where we're at, he will bring us out of it mm-hmm. and he will bring you into a group of women that can help you. Yes. It's amazing. It's the, the, it's the Bible, how the, it, the biblical principles of 2000 years ago apply to us yeah. today over and over <laughs> again. It's the same stories. Yeah. It is. It applies mm-hmm. to us. It's completely, you know, his, his plan was for us to trust his word. So what do you think God could be doing for you, you know, through your weight loss journey? What do you think he could be doing like for you and through you? So I think that, um, so there's a, a I, I, I see this a lot. I, I, I have a, had a lot of people reach out to me and want to sell their products, mm-hmm. you know, weight loss products. And I think that in, in reaching out, I just shared that with you last week, someone reached out to me about, you know, they saw a photo and wanted to know what I was doing. I think that God wants me, um, through this journey to share with people that it's not about, you know, if someone asks, how did you do that? I have to say it's all God. Yeah, it is. And so, so that is where I somehow, I mean, I think that of course, God wants me to be healthy. And, and so, so the first three years was my journey of him getting his child, me to a healthy place. And he spoke to me and said, at one point, if you don't do something, something bad at 58 years Mm -hmm. old, I knew something was coming. So I had to get healthy. Um, But now that I'm there, now my, now my path is probably going to change a little bit. I'm doing a ministry in Orwell Mm -hmm. um, for children. I think that he will, somehow this is going to tie into that. I don't know, Sherry. I just, it's his plan. It's his will. Um, I also noticed that, you know, a lot of people ask me about my weight loss and it's a, it's a ministry to say, you know, here, here's the link for Sherry's for the seekers method, but also, you know, I give God the glory, you know? So I don't, I'm just waiting. I'm just, I'm just, I'm by my brook. (laughs) I'm by the brook and I'm waiting. Yeah. And it's, and it's all for his glory. I mean, you're doing it for him. Yeah. He's asked, he's asking you to, you know, to go out and make disciples. He's telling you to be Mm -hmm. holy because he's holy. He's telling you to go out and, and, you know, minister to the people and share God's word and to do it through seeking him above all things. And that's exactly what you're doing all for the sake of glorification. And he sees Mm -hmm. you. Amen. And I don't want to go on Mount you. Carmel. I don't want to be Elijah and go up on Mount Carmel. I don't want to do that. <laughs> That's too much pressure. But I, but you know, I'm willing to do it one on one. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I say that, and God's going to put me on Mount Carmel. You watch. <laughs> yeah, you watch. You watch. Oh, I'll be watching. That's so awesome, Mary Wilbert. You are just an absolute fountain of inspiration, encouragement, oh. and hope, and all of the things. I'm just so proud of you. I'm so thankful oh, that thank you, you that you trusted my weird babble about seeking God and not a number on the scale and that God crossed yes. our paths together. I, I don't have a lot of opportunities to speak to other women with my name. So that's always fun when we get together, but I just, <laughs> no, right? I'm just so proud of you because you even did this no. in the face of menopause you know, despite mm-hmm. being on metformin, despite going, you know, dealing with blood pressure and, and medication, and despite not knowing if you could meal plan, despite not being a chef in the kitchen, um, despite yeah. having, you know, your babies in all of their, you know, careers and desires to ambitions and all the things you did it in the face of all of the physical human difficulty. 
and you did it with God all for his glory. And I love that his glory is just shining on you. So Amen. thank you. I appreciate you sharing thank your testimony. You. Hey, as, and thank as you. And I appreciate you. Oh, absolutely. You're so welcome. As your journey unfolds, I hope you might consider coming on the podcast again in the future. Oh, sure. Absolutely. All right. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you. Hey, you real quick before you go, I just want to make sure that you know about my free coaching offers. I offer a seven day experience called the Seekers Method Experience. You can find more about it by either going to theseekersmethod.com or just going to my website, sherrycapilla.com. Um, about three or four times a year, I do a I open up the Seekers Method experience for free where I lead you through seven days of what it's like to be a seeker inside of the Seekers Method where you really get to just test out what it's like to be inside of it. So if you are interested in seven days of free coaching, you can either do it by yourself and sign up to be um, on that or you can do the Seekers Method experience with me for seven days. Go to my website regardless, sherrycapilla.com. The links to doing it with me are in the show notes. The links to doing it by yourself are also in the show notes. I hope I see you inside of the Seekers Method experience. And then as soon as that, as soon as the Seekers Method experience ends, every time I lead it for seven days, when that ends, I open enrollment for the Seekers Method experience. I hope to see you inside there.